0: Welcome to the Lodge Real Estate Home Truths podcast. Join us as we speak the truth about home ownership, the housing market, and the place we call home, Hamilton. Come on in and make yourself comfortable. Thanks again for tuning in to Home Truths. I'm your host today, Donna Southwick, Residential and Lifestyle Real Estate Consultant at Lodge Real Estate. With me today, I have Sue Hall, and we are joined by Ken Knight, I believe more aptly known as KiwiSaver Ken from Generate Wealth. Ken is passionate about helping Kiwis make informed choices and maximise the benefits of their KiwiSaver. So Ken, on behalf of Sue and I, welcome, and thanks for coming along today.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. One of my um, passions is helping people get into their first home, so um, yeah, looking forward to getting into it.
0: So Ken, you've got a bit of a disclaimer before we get started.
1: Yeah, our industry is heavily regulated, so we just have to put a disclaimer out there that, hey, any of this kōrero advice today is not financial, personalised advice, and we do recommend people go talk to an advisor if they do want some professional advice. Fantastic.
0: So now we know KiwiSaver is important for retirement planning, and we're going to hone in on using KiwiSaver to purchase your first home. Plus, we'll uncover some home truths along the way that you might not have heard of elsewhere. So first off, our regular feature, Ken, we've got two truths and a lie. I'll get you to share your three statements, and at the end of the podcast, we'll uncover which is fact and which is fiction.
1: All right, so here are the two truths, one lie. You don't need to live in your house. You buy after using your KiwiSaver funds. Number two, if I don't choose a provider, I end up with a default provider and a balanced fund. Number three, the highest tax rate is capped at 28% PIR.
0: Wow, okay. You've got me thinking with those ones, Ken. We're going to be sharing the answers at the end of the podcast. Hey, now, Ken, our listeners might think they know the basic 101s of the KiwiSaver scheme, but can you talk us through the background facts?
1: So KiwiSaver started back in 2007 during the GFC. It was designed for retirement, but the component of being able to take that money out to buy your first home and replace one investment with another, the house, is a really good vehicle to help save for your first home. And we're seeing a lot more Kiwis doing that. Um, What I recommend for people is that when they start their job, they do a high contribution rate. Why? They're making a compulsory saving into something they're going to see very soon. When I talk to a young person, retirement is so far off that goes a little bit over their head, they're disengaged. But when I say to them, hey, look, in five to 10 years, if you meet with me, we could potentially be getting you into your home. There's a few tips and tricks that you can do with going with a good provider, making sure you're in the right fund type, and the contribution rate makes a real difference about how quickly you could save that deposit.
0: So, Ken, I am curious... Why wouldn't I use a, my own savings account, for example, to get myself ahead or, you know, to put my $25 in a week?
1: Well, you could do that. But with KiwiSaver, if you've got that as well, you've got your employer, you've got the government contributing, and then you've got your KiwiSaver provider who's investing your money on your behalf. So you're getting not just you saving, but a whole lot of other parties as well. And with that compounding, you'll get there quicker, I believe.
2: So that puts our buyers in a great position to buy a property far sooner because they've got all the extra contribution.
1: Absolutely. And the government are doing that $521.43 every year. So as long as you get that money in from the 1st of July to the 30th of June, you need to be putting in 1,043 of your own money. The government are going to match that 50 cents for every dollar. So well worth doing. A lot of self-employed, a lot of real estate agents don't do it. It's chump change for them, but at the end of the day, $1,000, you get 500 back. That's a 50% return.
0: Yeah. So, picking up on that last point, Ken, if our listeners want to use their KiwiSaver to purchase their first home, what could they be thinking about in the years prior to buying a
1: house? So, it's about working backwards. How much is a house? What's the average price? 700000 You need roughly 70 k right? So working backwards, how long is it going to take you to get to 70K? Is it five years? Is it three? Is it 10? If it's 10 years or more, you can afford to take more risk with the fund type you choose. So we recommend a growth fund if it's eight years or more. If you said to me, hey, look, Ken, I'm thinking of buying in the one to two years and I've got 60K in there, I wouldn't put you in a high risk fund. I would be recommending something more lower risk because of the market fluctuation. And basically, we're trying to protect your nest egg for your deposit because the more money you've got, the less you've got to borrow from the bank and you don't want to see that money hemorrhaging with what's happening in the market at the moment. So it really depends on how you're playing the game. Are you saving for retirement or are you saving for a house? And how long is that going to take you?
2: So, Ken, I'm 25 years of age and... I've been travelling overseas, so I haven't put a lot of money into KiwiSaver. I did it to start with. Mm -hmm. I've been travelling overseas, now I've come back. And I'd primarily like to buy a house now. I don't have enough in KiwiSaver. What would you suggest I do?
1: So you've got a couple options. You could use the little you've got in there to go toward your deposit, or you could go, actually, you know what, flag it. It's not worth it. It's only three grand in there. That's for retirement. And given that, I would go higher risk into your KiwiSaver because you're not going to see it until you're 65 which is 40 years right if you go actually hey there's 5k in there 4k is 4k because you can take out basically all of your money bar a grand that used to be the government kickstart it also offsets the fees so if we put your account down to zero potentially in a market crash it could go into negative equity kind of like the house so the thousand dollars is basically just a buffer it's up to you what you want to do because the more money you bring to the table, the less you're borrowing and the less in debt you're going to be.
0: So building on that, when a home buyer becomes active in the property market, like on the hunt, so to speak, um, what are their next steps, particularly once they find a home they'd like to buy?
1: Yeah, great question. So once again, it's the fun type. It's not a one size fits all, set and forget. So once people get to the deposit that they're after, so say that's 100000 and they're ready to talk to their mortgage broker, I would recommend them go into a low-risk fund, something like a defensive fund, a cash fund, or a conservative fund. What those funds are, are basically lower risks, so they're in term deposits, bonds, cash, so things that are basically liquid and safe, which means their money's not going to be fluctuating. So while they're doing their homework, going to the broker, shopping around with their house, they can rest assured knowing that their deposit is not hemorrhaging.
2: Hemorrhaging, what does that mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your money's not going backwards. So basically with it, the risk with being in a growth fund long term is it can go backwards, and we've seen that recently with um, the Ukraine invasion, right? We've seen that with the COVID We've seen that with so the impact, GFC,
0: of, the impact yeah. of COVID, we saw, on
1: yeah, and and the thing is, so, global economy, correct. And the thing is, with Kiwi it started during the GFC, so we started at the bottom. We've had those growth funds doing really well, and then when it, the market goes back, we're not used to it, right? And so we're like, "Oh my goodness, my money's going backwards." And we had people engaged in twenty twenty going, "Hey, I've got one hundred thirty. My Kiwi Saver's dropped thirty thousand. What the hell's going on?" Basically, their money was invested in the share market. The government weren't taking their money to pay for COVID, which is some of the responses we got. So the education around KiwiSaver is still limited. People don't understand it. People don't know who their provider is. People don't know what fund type they're in and why. People don't know where their money's invested. And so getting advice is paramount to having better outcomes for retirement, but also for your first home.
0: Mm, Makes sense. So, first home buyers do need all the help they can get these days. I know buyers who have been making regular KiwiSaver contributions could also be eligible to get a first home grant. Could you briefly talk us through that?
1: Sure. So, with the HomeStart grant, it's not a given. When anything is offered free, there's always a catch, right? Now, the catch is it's designed for lower to middle income earners. So, if you're earning over 150k in your household income or two or more buyers, you're not going to qualify. You fail that hurdle. If you do pass that hurdle, the second hurdle to get through is the house price that you buy. Now, in Hamilton, that's 6 dollars for a new build. So if you pass those hurdles, the next hurdle you've got to cross is you actually have to be contributing 3% of minimum wage for three years. Now, those three years don't have to be consecutive. So if you've done one year here, one year there, another one year there, That's fine, as long as it's three years. Now, minimum wage, what's that, 21.20 times 52, it's roughly $800 and something a week. It works out to be roughly $26 a week you need to be putting in. Now, this is the trap for young players who are self-employed. They might be doing the minimum of 21 a week. They're not going to qualify for the Home Start grant if that's all they're doing. Mm. So... I always say to people, you're not going to get guaranteed the Home Start Grant. Forget about it, especially when the caps are low and the house prices are high. But what you're in control of is your contribution rate, who your money is invested with and the fund type you're in. So focus on that. If the Home Start Grant, you get it. It's, it's a bonus. A, it's a bonus. That's right.
2: Yeah. So second chance.
1: Yeah. Tell me about
2: second chance.
1: We do see a lot of that. So for people who have used the KiwiSaver before, and I know your ears are pricking up thinking, oh, maybe I get a second go. You can't. If you've used your KiwiSaver once, you're out. You only get one shot to use it. However, some people have owned before, never used their KiwiSaver, and that might be through dissolving of a marriage. That might be hey, KiwiSaver wasn't around when they bought their first home or they might have not have been in KiwiSaver three years when they purchased. So you have to be contributing for three years to actually get it. And if you've got the opportunity to buy, you're not going to wait to get the Correct. KiwiSaver, you yeah, right? just want to move, yeah. So if your assets are under 100K, I believe, you need to apply through Kāngo Ora, which is Housing New Zealand, and you have to disclose what your assets are. And if they give you a yes, you take that letter to your provider and we will do what Kaianga order suggests. So if they give you a okay, we'll happily release your money.
0: So once someone's used their KiwiSaver to buy their home uh-huh. and are left with the minimum $1,000 they need to leave in the account, what can they do to switch focus to retirement planning?
1: I love talking to people that have just bought their first home. The reason why they're easy to diagnose in terms of, is it a long-term or short-term? It's a marathon, so they've got usually longer. So say you're in your 20s, 30s, you've just bought your home, and it's like back to square one. It's like, what do we do? Well, KiwiSaver King can help. Let's go higher risk, because typically those higher risk funds – average out better for you over the long term and you're going to have better outcomes. Sometimes a 0.3 difference could be $50,000 depending on your age and what you're contributing. Mm. So it really does matter who your provider is, what the performance is after fees and what fun type you're in. See, the danger is people go, I want to play it safe. I want to go conservative. Well, essentially that's like renting your whole life. You're not going to get ahead. Mm. So going growth in a way is like buying house. Going aggressive is like, buying a property, investment property. So if we align it with property, people understand that, hey, any investment is not government Mm -hmm. guaranteed, yeah, and there's always risk involved. And if you don't take any risk, you're not going to get any reward. Um, And if you're in there for the long game, you're going to win hands down like property goes up? Correct. So we've just um, actually bought some land through one of your agents. And, um, yeah, for me, how I got to that decision with all the – talk at the moment, oh, it's good. you know, it's all doom and gloom out there. The reality is property doubles every 10 or 20 years. So for me, it's a long-term investment. So I'm kind of like, I don't care if the market goes back in the short term, because for me, the vision is the bigger picture.
0: Mm. And with those implications that financial advice is quite important, isn't it? Correct. Coming loud and clear. Hey, so Ken, what are some of the most frequently asked questions you get in regards to the KiwiSaver scheme?
1: Mainly the trust around the government, because they've done this once before in the 70s and got rid of it. And there was a lot of scepticism when it first came out. Now, the late Sir Michael Cullen, he set it up really well. He made sure that this industry is hugely regulated, so it gets rid of all the cowboys out there. Your money's in a trust, so no one can run off with it. As someone who is selling a product that competes with the big Aussie banks, it means we're all on a level playing field. We can't run off with it. All we get authority to do is take a management fee out, which the customer has to agree with. We give them all the disclosures of what we get out of it, what they get out of it, the government get out of it. And so it's very transparent. The sweeteners at the start were also very good. I think the government was surprised at how well Kiwis took Kiwi Saver and took up the offer. Now, we saw recently with the GST changes. And it really, I don't think they understood that people are quite passionate about their money. And it was great that the government did back off because it does jeopardize the future of KiwiSaver when you start tinkering with something. Mm, people get worried. in good faith, yeah. Correct. And you can't go changing the rules halfway through because it ingrains that skepticism. But it is a great scheme. I think the government will not get rid of it because a lot of people are doing it. And in a way, if you think of your children as, say, citizens, it's like they're all saving. Um, the government don't have to pay out a universal super later on down the track. So KiwiSaver is a great thing because it's teaching people how to fish and take ownership of their future, not having to rely on government.
2: Ken, do people ask you, I've bought my first home, I've used my KiwiSaver, I'm now in a relationship with somebody and they haven't bought a home? What's what's the situation there with their KiwiSaver?
1: Great question. So that is one of the ones that, yeah, potentially, so say if you've got a person who owns property, they've got like a hundred grand equity tied up in their house. Their partner is not on the title, legally owned property, but they're obviously contributing maybe to paying the mortgage. They can use their KiwiSaver for that investment property or the next home that they go and buy in. Now, when I say investment property, they can't buy an investment property, but that second house that they go and live in, Put their name on that, technically, for the other partner is their first home. So, with the equity, with that deposit, that is more buying power unless they have to borrow. And they move into that second home. Correct. Now, what you've got to be careful of, that might not be the best option for people because what you do is you cut yourself off at the knees. And we saw this during 2020 with people with Aussie Super. They took the 10K out in Australia because with COVID, the rules, if you had Aussie Super, you could take out 10,000, 10,000. Now, that money in 20 years' time might be worth 50K. So if you're taking out that now, you might not have as much in your Kiwi Saver at 65 However you could argue, you've got the equity in your property. So it's just about, hey, what do I want to do and do I want to diversify with property, KiwiSaver via shares?
0: Mm. So having that future financial vision and plan, financial and real estate is a priority.
1: I believe they can go hand 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 in hand and they diversify. So within your KiwiSaver account, you are investing in property. You are investing in shares and they're well diversified. So one of the questions I get is how safe is it? Well, any investment carries risk, right? If we don't take risk, we don't get the reward. We wouldn't leave the front door of the house, eh, if we were that risk averse. The reality is with KiwiSaver, you've got dollar cost averaging. You're not putting in one lump sum at one time. Usually it's weekly, fortnightly, monthly you get paid at three, four, six, eight or ten. You've also got diversification. So we're not just putting all your money in one company at one time. So it's not keto, it's protein, carbs, good fats. It's a balanced <laughs> diet. Um, the other thing is we're doing a great doing analogy, it. Ken. Thank you. And the other thing is we are doing it. You're not. You've got other things to worry about. You're the professionals in real estate. We're the professionals in investment. So you pay your management fee, set and forget, they're ready-made packs. As far as investment in the share market goes, it's hard to go wrong.
0: Mm. What's your top KiwiSaver tip our listeners can take away, Ken?
1: Probably get advice. Like, you don't know what you don't know. Like, and I find that a lot of people, I have to convince to see me. And I'm like, but, you know, 700,000 Kiwis are in a default scheme. 300 are yet to make a decision. That tells me that with two-thirds with an Aussie bank, New Zealand's uneducated with investments and we're obsessed with property. That's why Zero went to the US because they couldn't raise capital here in New Zealand. But there's more than one way to skin a cat. In property, yes, I agree, 100% a great way to get ahead, but there's more than one way. And with property getting harder, what I love about KiwiSaver is it doesn't matter if you've got $1,000 or a million, everyone can play in the growth fund and earn 7%. But in New Zealand not everyone gets the benefit of property equity gains if you're not playing the game and you're only renting. So what I love about KiwiSaver, basically, is it doesn't discriminate. And so make sure you talk to someone. People trust their friends and family, but are they professional? You know, like go and get advice, do your research. There's 36 providers out there. The Aussie banks are taking that money overseas. So basically, All that money goes over to Aussie. A rising tide lifts all boats. If the money stayed here in New Zealand, there's more money to go around that we spend in our local economy and we all win.
0: Mm, So if I'm hearing correctly, Ken, you've got, get into KiwiSaver, get your financial advice and learn more about investing. Taking risk.
1: Yeah, and diversify. And not everyone is in that place. Not everyone wants to do 10%. And some people are a little bit sceptical. I'm like, do the minimum, get the maximum. Like, you do you, boo. Like, you do what works for you, but diversify and do a bit of KiwiSaver, do a bit of property, have a go at at yourself. Um, But there's more than one way to get to retirement and just have fun.
2: Mm. So, the best thing about KiwiSaver is the fact that you can put money aside, have it gaining, contribute to it, and use it as a deposit. And then after owning a property, you can go ahead and plan for your future for super.
1: Correct. In a great way, well, I look at it. It's kind of like fake money until you come to sell. And you only sell twice. First time, retirement. Obviously, sometimes significant financial hardship, serious illness. But the reality is this money's not real until you're allowed it. And so whilst the government say you're not allowed it till 65, you might as well have some fun with it and take the ride with it. And another good thing about having it with a specialist that's not with the bank, you're not seeing it on your internet banking, right? It's like people getting obsessed with homes.co.nz, looking at their house value and going, oh my goodness, I've lost 100k. No, you haven't. Are you selling? No, you're not. So don't worry. Like that price will go up in 20 years time, double hopefully. Um, It's a long-term investment and people lose vision in the short term. Henny penny, sky's falling, the world's turning bad. Mm. But the reality is things go in cycles and what goes down will come up. What goes up will come down. So it averages out in the end and you'll be okay.
0: Mm. Awesome. So back to our regular feature, which we shared earlier, two truths and a lie. Ken, can you refresh our minds on your truths and a lie?
1: All right. So you don't need to live in your home. You buy after using your KiwiSaver. If I don't choose a provider, I'll end up with a default provider in a balanced fund, and the highest tax rate is capped at 28% PIR.
0: So I wonder how our listeners are going and working out which one's the lie, Ken. All
1: right, so the lie was the first one. You do have to live in your home for six months. That's one of the criteria for using your KiwiSaver funds. The two truths, so if you don't choose a provider, the government are gonna choose for you. You don't wanna do that. You're an adult now, it's time to be a big boy or girl and pick your own provider, your own fund type and adjust your tax rate accordingly. The other truth is that the tax rate, there's only three, 10.5, 17.5 and 28%. It's capped at 28%. So if you're on the higher tax rate for your income with your PI investment, which is KiwiSaver, that will cap out at 28. So you're not getting thrashed with the tax.
0: So we'll wrap up there for today. Thanks so much for your time, Ken. And to our listeners, check out our other episodes for more Home Truths. Ken, KiwiSaver, Ken, how do people get in contact with you?
1: They can go onto our website. So we've got 30 advisors throughout the country that would be happy to talk to people. It's a free, no-cost obligation chat. Um, The website, generatekiwisaver.co.nz.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Lodge Real Estate Home Truths podcast. Learn more about today's topic and our panel guests by visiting our website, lodge.co.nz.